0: I've got to say as well, I, I can't tell you how many times I danced to the Blue Meanie music. Um, <laughs> so, some legit, some of the coolest music. Like you would listen to that in public and not be embarrassed about listening to it, I think.
1: <laughs> There's a kid out there, i uh, the have to post on social media. He did a, a dance video to do my WLB. <laughs> Probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. And the guy uh, danced way be- a thousand times better than I could. My My dance was a. Happy accident, so to speak, but you know.
0: I was going to say, wearing those um, those little shorts. What was the worst uh, wardrobe malfunction you've ever had?
1: Oh, everything! My balls came out on Raw. Uh, (laughs) My balls came out on ECW. I just, you know, I I I, my my action figure should have like a you know you know a side piece of my nuts just hanging out just. It's like a fucking satin gum. It just oh, uh, no yeah, fucking gold. That sent me out for this shattered dreams kick, and my nuts fell out, and I'm looking up at the Titantron, and there's my ball <coughs> on the screen. And I was like, man, if the ten camera adds ten pounds, how many cameras did they have on them? I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I
0: was gonna say that that little onesie thing you had at Saint Valentine's Day Massacre that looked um, uh, what's the word? Sort of, you know, looked a bit sort of worrisome
1: that things would <laughs> fall out you know well in the, in the beginning i was it's like i ah, i could swear underwear right nope and then <laughs> uh, and then i just start wearing my singlet but just with the shoulder straps down and you would figured that would be enough coverage but like when you get you know filleted open on a uh, shattered dreams kick you know Goldust said it looked like i was giving birth to a baby calf it was just like little hooves popping out you know
0: Hey kids, welcome to another episode of the official Chella Toys podcast on Grapple Arcade. I am Pablo, and today's guest is, well, it's a bit of a retro episode, which is, you know, fitting because Chella make retro action figures. It's an interview from about eight months ago with the Blue Meanie and Josh Shernoff, which was originally a Turnchuckle episode, which we are reappropriating and relaunching as an official Chella Toys podcast episode because the, the action figures were the main thing that we about talked about now the Mini and Chernoff double pack is sold out on Chalotoys.net. but the next uh, blue Mini action figure the bwo figure will be available early 2022 as well as the upcoming big daddy figure which looks oh I, ca- I can't say enough things about it he has i mean the cloth jacket it has prismatic sequins and i love sequins i'm you know uh Really, you know, a bit of a glitzy camp lad in that way. Um, (laughs) um, The uh, Big Daddy figure will be available on the 14th of November on his birthday. And if you missed out on the brown variant of the uh, giant haystacks figure, you had seven days, you had your warning. Don't worry, the blue version will still be very much, uh, very much available. So, with that, I'm not going to waste too much of your time. Let's get into this classic. Wonderful, very fun interview that I had with the Blue Mini and Josh Schoenhoff. So did, uh, Brian, did they uh, approach you uh, first when it came to making this new action figure of uh, yourself and Josh? Uh, uh,
1: everything was done through uh, Josh, basically. Uh, Josh, uh, I guess they contacted the um, Mind of the Mini uh, email account, in uh, which Josh handles all that, and Josh handled... All the uh, particulars, but uh, everything's been going uh, swimmingly well with uh, us and Chella. Uh, I'm blown away by uh, everything they've done with you know, everything from concept to uh, the uh, the prototypes look fantastic. Uh, I, I almost want to kidnap them and then keep them for myself, but uh, <laughs> I have to give them back, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, man. and uh, now we're just looked at the... Uh, the packaging and all that great stuff. And, uh, has been doing a, a bang up job.
0: They really have. And for those who are uh, still unfamiliar with, uh, Chela, uh, but if you're a Hasbro fan and grew up with Hasbros as I did, as you two guys, uh, I know did as well, the love that they have put into, um, being faithful to the original Hasbro style in terms of the packaging, in terms of, you know, the detail in the figures in terms of the actions, that uh, the figures do as well. It's um, it's pretty mind blowing, and um, it's it's wonderful that in you know twenty twenty one we are able to relive our youth.
2: I guess. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I I want to say that you know what Meanie was saying before. Uh, I don't remember exactly how it came about of us working with them. I know I had reached out after seeing the the Nick Aldis uh, figure, and was just like pretty much just to reach out and say, Hey, this is really great. Um, you know, let, let me know if you're planning to do more people and they were kind of came back with like, do you think the blue meanie would be interested And like, kind of, you know, and then I was like, Oh, he says only if I'm involved. And, uh, that's how I got, you know, but no, uh, (laughs) you know, we talked to him a little bit and, and it really became kind of a, a, a quick, conversation of how can we make this thing work to promote our podcast mind of the meaning. And that was the big, you know, the big, uh, cell behind it was we have this platform to promote cella toys and cella toys has the capability of creating these amazing action figures. So it really, you know, it was a relationship that, that, uh, it worked beautifully and has continued to work beautifully. And, uh, like Meanie said, they just, uh, the la- uh, yesterday sent over um, the final artwork for the the card back, and it's just it's amazing, you know. And and growing up, uh, I know we're just doing this over video, but behind me I have all of the Hasbro figures on display and on my set here in my studio, and it's just you know to have a figure is awesome, but to have a figure in the vein of the Hasbro figures, for me at least, growing up with that, it, it's. Unbelievable and he is so deserving of I mean he should have had an action figure in every every form uh there is but uh but so just to have him you know in this style uh really it it really works um and it's just exciting.
1: Yeah the grapple arcade hands up the merchandise dig it ladies and gentlemen style oh, wrestling action figures
2: from JellaToys.net bring the legends the present and the future back to the classics Net.
0: and and you know um Going off what you said there, it is a crime that there were no Blue Mini BCAs or uh, yeah. San Francisco Toy Makers or Classic Superstars. And, and the thing I love about the figures Toy Company uh, figure is that it is in scale with the Classic Superstars figures, and there's many ECW names, and there's a Goldust figure, etc. Um, mm. So it fits in quite well with those. But uh, the uh, the cello figure, you know, I, we've... Um, You know, I know, uh, Josh, that the Bret Hart figure was your favorite, but what was your first Hasbro figure?
2: Uh, First ones that I had, my brother actually got them for his birthday. Um, And I remember him opening them up like it was yesterday. It was uh, he got two of them. It was Jake the Snake and uh, the Million Dollar Man. And
0: the Uh, first green suit or black suit.
2: Oh, Green Black Suit. Black suit. Suit. Yeah. No, this okay. was Series One. It was Series One, and and uh, and the first ones that the first one I ever officially got was Andre the Giant, uh, and I think I want to say I got him the same day as I got Akeem, and that was a uh, that was if I went and uh, took my enrichment class. Uh, or like my enrichment test for, for elementary school. Um, that was kind of my, like, after the test, you can go uh, pick out an action figure. And I went and got those. Um, and uh, now I wonder if I, what would have happened had I not passed the test, um, <laughs> but thankfully I was able to, but no, that was, so, so that, I mean, it was Hasbro from literally from the start. I mean, the first, cause I, I think if my brother got them in August, I think I got mine like end of August, uh, before school started. So it was, uh, as soon as they came out, um, we, you know, we had them in, and, uh, I have almost all of them, uh, everything from the first few series, at least it's just that final, that final series, uh, that eludes me, except for an atom bomb that I have mint on card. But other than that, I don't have any of those like one, two, three kid or smoking guns or anything. But, uh, Yeah, I, my, my first ones, that was it. Uh, I don't, I don't remember which one he opened first, but I will say it was, (laughs) it was the million dollar man and Jake, the snake
0: how many rings did you go through because those rings were quite fragile and um, yeah luckily luckily in this country you know you couldn't buy them brand new all the time by like the mid 90s but if you went to like a flea market or thrift store or something like that back in the day it showed you how much times times have changed you could get one for like you know in England for like two pounds or something like that so it was fine to just completely wreck them because yeah, you so really were going to get the one you know?
2: it's funny you say that because i didn't know that they were fragile i thought that was just us so my brother <laughs> stepped on ours and broke it um and now i don't remember if that was the first one or the second one but we we had one and then my grandparents had one at their place for like when we would come and play um and we, they then gave that to us and then I'm pretty sure he broke that one too. Um, maybe I'm just putting too much on him here, but, uh, but it's funny. We, uh, a friend of his gave us, um, the old wooden AWA ring. Uh, oh,
0: nice. okay.
2: and, but to me at that time, I didn't know what the AWA was. Like, as far as I was concerned, this was like some made, made up promotion. <laughs> so what we did was we actually took the ropes and the turnbuckle pads from the Hasbro ring and then we spray painted the, uh, the you know, they had like a AWA ring had like a cloth over mm. it. So we mm. spray painted it blue around the sides for the, you know, uh, for the apron and then the canvas we spray painted white and put the, uh, and spray painted the post blue and then put the ropes and the turnbuckle pads from the Hasbro ring on that. So that was kind of my like I, and now I felt like I had the most real wrestling ring anyone has ever had for their action <laughs> figures, But, uh, yeah, those Hasbro rings we really went through them pretty quickly. And, but I was, I was, uh, like a purist in the sense of, or I guess, you know, kind of OCD about it, but I wouldn't, um, like when they came out with the king of the ring ring, the yellow and red one, hmm. I had no interest because to me, I was like, the WWF has never had a ring that resembles this. Like, how could I in good conscience, you know, put on a show for all of my fans, uh, <laughs> you know, in this this ridiculous looking ring? So, yeah, I had no interest in ever getting the King of the Ring ring. But um, no, so I went through at least two Hasbro rings.
0: Oh, it's like we're the same person. I didn't <laughs> – but in the UK, we, we didn't have access to the King of the Ring uh, ring. Uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, I think – I, I, <laughs> I have no regrets about, like, breaking all of my Hasbro figures, you know, even though they're <laughs> all worth, like, a lot of money now, but, you know, you couldn't – the the memories that you have of playing with them is uh, worth a lot more than that, I think. Yeah. Um but, um, so yeah, figures that couldn't, uh, be broken, even if you tried with the LGNs. And I know that, uh, Meanie, you were a fan of the LGN figures and still are to this day. Now, did you use them as weapons, like to just throw off like family members or friends or,
1: cause that's, <laughs> no, uh, you know, yeah, I grew up, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit older than Josh, as he likes <laughs> to remind me, but, um. Yeah, I grew up with the LJNs, and then I also grew up with the AWA figures, uh, and I had all those, I had all the AWA figures, I had the AWA rings, I had the one that you know was like brown, and then I had the red one that came with the steel cage, and then uh, <laughs> I want to say it was in fifth grade, we had like a, a science project where... You know, I had to make all these things and, you know, these people make or you know, these other kids are making like, you know, uh, replicas of hearts and all this stuff. And I went and made a fucking, oh, sorry if I can. not uh, yeah, yeah, you
0: can totally swear.
1: <laughs> it's fine. Well, fucking, uh, I made it. A- <laughs> I made a uh, steel cage. I made a wrestling ring out of a chair seat and four bolts with rubber bands and I uh, put fencing around it in a steel cage. And I had the, a double juice job in fifth grade in my <laughs> science class. And somehow I got a B for it. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. And then, like, the cool thing about the AWA figures was uh, I would go and buy, like, a He-Man figures. And then there's, like, uh, the Thunderlips Rocky figure. You know, which is you know Hulk Hogan, yeah. and then there's like a Hercules figure. So that made those. I I ingratiated those into uh, my uh, childhood wrestling figure federation. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have an official name for it, but you know uh, the Rocky figures came with belts, so I used the uh, the Rocky belt as my championship belt and all that stuff. But uh, with the LJNs, they were more just like I loved them, and I still love them. But I was just so disappointed. You couldn't like pose them and do actual moves. I mean, like the Hulk Hogan, all you could really do is a stunner, you know, because uh, he's got the uh, the bicep pose there. But uh, you know, to me, they're just like uh, you know, some people go to a a museum and look at a statue. You know, you just get the N's and you put them up and you admire. In, in my case, just admire them. You know, as you know. You know, like some, you know, some people go to, you know, the, the art museum and look at, you know, a statue of something. I'm looking at a a statue of, uh, a mini statue of Hulk Hogan or the Iron Sheik or Captain Lou Albano or Bobby Heenan. But uh, yeah, I still got some of them on my shelf downstairs in my living room and, uh, yeah, I always like the the figures and stuff like that. It's just uh, I'm I'm just re- the more I talk about them, the more I get you know sad because I lost so many of them the time and I've moved so much and stuff gets lost and you're like oh my god where did all these go, you know?
0: <laughs> See the, the the thing that um, I usually hear in this country is that everyone collected the Hasbro's and then by the mid '90s when you know, kids that age kind of grew up and got out of wrestling until like the Attitude era kind of thing. Their mothers would give all of their figures away to you know uh, thrift stores or charity stores and stuff like that, and then um, they all wish that they you know could get them again, sort of thing. So that's usually the the situation here. So it's probably your parents that give them away. Yeah, I'm not I... trying to put, I'm not trying to put heat on your parents here, but um, they probably <laughs> give them away.
2: I'll tell you, my my parents sold in a. Uh... A house sale when we moved when i was 11. i had a, a crush figure that my brother had painted for me to look like evil crush because i hadn't i don't think they'd come out with the evil crush uh yet and i never actually that's one of the ones that's eluded me but uh and they sold it in a in a house sale like somebody bought this i guess it was like the earliest custom figure to ever be sold um but like we used to do that that was the big like now I had all of these figures that every time like a new character would come out because it's not like today where, you know, there's a, a a million figures of each guy. So a new character would come out that was never had a Hasbro and I would just paint one of my other ones. Cause you know, you were always getting multiples as like gifts or sometimes you could find the, you know, the, the uh, three for $5 or $10 at uh, a KB. And so I had them and I would paint them. But the problem is, you know, now I look back at them like I had to go. I painted a uh, a, a typhoon to look like man mountain rock. And uh, and then I had to go buy a couple of years ago, buy a typhoon because like I can't display man mountain rock on my, you know, uh, on my shelf here. And then like Meanie said, because it's like, you know, I use them as display. Um, but then I take all of my old uh, my old figures that I had painted or. You know, we're really chipped up and I just give them to my kids now, which is fun. Cause then I get to see them just, you know, destroy them and uh, you know, but they they love them. They're like, Who's this guy? And I'm like, Oh, it's the ultimate warrior. They're like, that's what he looks like. And I'm like, No, I painted him to look like the road dog. But that's you know, it's neither <laughs> here nor there. Um Oh yeah, no, I um, painted
0: uh um galoop sting do well, i say painted i dipped him in gold and
2: then he became goldest um <laughs> dude i made a uh, tom zank i turned into gold dust
0: <laughs> see that's right that's, that's a stretch wait, though like how did you how did that become gold dust? oh like, i
2: painted a... well i i shaved down the hair i used ah, sandpaper okay. uh really? well i like a electric sander uh that my dad had that he Definitely didn't know I was using, um, <laughs> but I shaved down the head there and then I uh, and I just painted them after that. I'm like, this is good enough. But that's when the when Mattel released the Goldust uh, retro figure. Like I looked at that and I'm like, they this was like a dream becoming reality because like that's all I wanted back then. But that was that weird time where they weren't making Hasbro's and then they finally they started making Bendoms but and he had a bend him. But like there was this time period where I'm like, Goldust is like the hottest thing going on right now. He's like one of the top heels in the company. And I want a figure of him. And I was not patient. So, you know, poor Z-Man took the uh, took the hit there. But got oh, yeah, it.
0: well, there's a there's a couple of figures that, you know, because the thing is, I mean, you've you, Josh have made history by being the first announcer Hasbro style figure, Um, which.
2: wow, that's cool.
0: You know, like back <laughs> in the day, um i had to use nails as bobby heenan i don't think yeah. that that's too much of a stretch because <laughs> the blonde hair uh i used my uh, chitara figure from Thundercats as sensational sherry even though she was about 18 foot tall compared to you know even giant <laughs> gonzalez at that time but it doesn't matter you just kind of you know you oh, go yeah with
2: it. yeah like and, i had like the uh uh like a peter parker figure it was Todd <laughs> And, yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I think my Vince McMahon was uh, Lewis Tully from uh, Ghostbusters. So, like, you know, I, I would just bring, like, other characters in. But, yeah, you know, it's it's really uh, kind of an honor to have that. That was my thought was, like, you know, if people don't know who I am, they know who the Blue Meanie is, and they're just getting generic, you know, announcer guy <laughs> with a microphone. So, you know, th- it's it's needed. It's definitely... Because there were no managers. There was no – you didn't have managers or announcers or anything in the Hasbro days.
1: No,
0: and I mean even the early days of the the BCAs, again, in this country, Mm -hmm. we got nothing until the Attitude era. So all of those – the manager series with Cornette and Mm -hmm. uh, Commissioner Slaughter, et cetera, we didn't get any of that until – and this ties in quite nicely – it seemed that in 1999, in particular, when the WWF did the, um, the WrestleMania Revenge tour, uh, right after Mania 15, all, just tons of merchandise, figures, T-shirts started hitting the UK. And we hadn't seen anything like that since the early 90s because of SummerSlam 92, um, when we had the WrestleMania album and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that tour was the first time that I saw Meanie uh, live um you teamed up with goldus against the new age outlaws Um, oh very
1: very cool yeah
0: you did the you did the spot where you um you you were stood outside the apron and you had i think billy's arm and then billy put goldus arm in your hand and you were kind of yanking on it and then you turned around and you know did the the comedy spot and it was good stuff (laughs) it was good stuff so um
1: do you have memories of that too was that your first time in the uk uh, yeah, that was my first time in the, uh, the the old UK there. And it was a lot of fun because it was the uh, tour that was right after WrestleMania 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, I wasn't even supposed to be on it. There was a, a last-minute injury, and they asked me if I could go. I said, absolutely. And then, you know, off we go. And uh, it was pretty cool. The first night was in Germany. Uh, and then um, we did three dates in the UK. I remember we did a night in Newcastle, and after the show, we would go back to the hotel. I was like, we go back to the bar, I was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of trying things that are local. I said to the bartender, uh, give me something local. You know, and it gives me a, a Newcastle brown ale. I was like, well, I guess it doesn't get any more local than that. We're in, having my first Newcastle in Newcastle, so cheers. You know, uh, so no, it, it, was a, it was a fun tour, man. Uh, it reminded me like, well, not reminded me, but I learned how, how similar some you know cities in the UK are just like you know my hometown South Philly. You know? Mm-hmm. you know, you we're driving down the street and there's like these little mom and pop shops and stuff like that. I was like, man, this looks just like South Philly. You know, people are half parked on the sidewalk. I was like, yeah, this is just like South Philly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but it was awesome. Uh, you know, I got to uh, you know tag with Goldust and that was always fun and you know, always always a learning experience. And I think one night I worked gangrella as well, uh, on one of the other dates. I have to, I have to go back and look at it, but, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a fun tour. That was a great tour. Um, uh, then I, uh, we did WrestleMania 15 and then, then we did raw in the Meadowlands and that's when I helped gold dust the intercontinental belt from uh, road dog. Yeah. So we got to do that, that, uh, that loop with the intercontinental belt for a little bit. So that was, that was fun.
0: When I went to uh, LA, um, being from Newcastle, it's amazing how easy now it is to get brown ale. And everyone was buying me brown ale because they wanted to see someone from like, like I'm an exhibition piece or something. They wanted to see someone from Newcastle get absolutely hammered on brown ale, which I did because I'll never turn down a free drink. Um, but they just found it fascinating. Uh, but when I, went, I was in Philly a couple of years ago uh, for a Thanksgiving, and uh, this is completely off topic, but it's kind of funny. Um, we, kind of, we went down um, sort of the main street, and um, there's a, a, a bar which is owned by some of the members of the cast of All was of Sunny in Philadelphia. It's not the bar from the series, but it's a bar that they own. And right. it, it, it took us, like, oh, God, forever to get to the end of that street. And then over the road... And I'm not saying that you've ever been in here, but it, there was the most grotesque sex shop I think I've ever been in. Not that I've been in that many. <laughs> um, but there were chocolate dildos. There were there was a sling. There was a fully erected sling um, for those who were into that kind of thing. And I was just like, yeah, OK, cool. That's. Wait, uh, <laughs>
2: wait I'm sorry. A fully erected what? Like a sling, like sort of like a...
0: You, <laughs> you it like sort of yeah, you like a hammock, but you sort of put oh, your legs in okay. the air like a, you, you put your legs in the air, in the stirrups. I don't like know, you hospital. went from a
2: chocolate dildo to fully erected. I didn't know what you were talking about
0: here. <laughs> um and but I could not find any old Missonian Philadelphia merchandise which I was uh which I was um upset about. Tons of presidential merchandise though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely tons of it. And we saw the uh I was there for the Macy's parade, and that's a that's a weird thing if you're not American. <laughs> Just,
2: um, it can get weird if
0: you are American. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, it was like seven in the morning, and you have these dancers from some musical in like fongs and really short skirts <laughs> in November, and they do not look like they want to be there, and they're kind of dancing and everything. And yeah, you you guys really take uh, thanks. Well, are you thanks sure, of, you want not still in a sex city? shop. <laughs> it may be like a fever dream or something like that oh. <laughs> um, But anyway, back on topic Yeah, I just wanted to uh, throw that in there um, <laughs> The, um, the uh, Blue Mini and Joshua Figures
2: They are
0: due to come out
2: They're due to So we originally had said the summer And that was kind of The last thing you want to do is say Oh, they're going to be out in February And then February comes and goes And, you know, uh, so we said the summer, but everything that we just mentioned, you know, the, uh, they've been in production for about a month now, actually physically being made and they're, uh, putting the final touches on the artwork for the, uh, for the card back. So it's barring something crazy happening. And obviously crazy has been happening a lot, uh, (laughs) over the last, you know, uh year, but barring anything else, um, I, I think they're gonna be here uh, a couple months early. So it, which is exciting because I know menie and I both, we can't wait for these. So um, but yeah, hopefully sooner than later, uh, like I say, I can't, can't guarantee a time, but I would say I would say it's looking like it's gonna be before the summer.
0: That's cool. And on uh, there there is links. There is a a European link and an American link uh, because JB JB Toys is selling them in the States, I believe, and Chella is selling them here.
2: Yeah, so you can go to JB Toys and Collectibles uh, or the easiest way that he likes to do. And I know some people are a little uncomfortable with it, um, but there's never been a problem. Uh, doing this with him, he goes through, you just send him a DM, uh, at JB toys, one on Instagram, and it kind of cuts out a lot of the extra, um, costs that go along with having to sell it through his website. So, um, you just, you know, you pay your shipping and, and that's it. Um, uh, and like I've, I've gotten stuff from him before. We've never had a problem, and I kind of throw our guarantee that if something goes wrong, we'll make sure you get your figure that you paid for, you know? Um, but, uh. But is Toys, just straight up, Um, and you go on, you order it from the site there. Uh, but you know, I think as, as people are starting to get a little more comfortable going through Instagram as they're seeing the Nick Aldis figure come out and, and there haven't been any issues with it. But we have had some people go like, is this the right thing? Am I supposed to do it through Instagram as opposed to the website? And it, it's definitely uh, the way that he does business and uh, there haven't been any problems at all.
0: Yeah, the JB Toys guy, I mean, we've we've chatted before. And, um, I mean, he makes uh, replica belts. He's made belts specifically for Edge as well. And, uh, like, highly trustworthy uh, dude. And I don't think Cello would work with him if he wasn't, you know, if you were to contact him personally. He's, uh, yeah, really um, stand-up dude. Um, and, and I watched a uh, video where you talk about the detail on the figures as well. Um, for those who... You know, having seen the cello figures up close, can you confirm that they, you know, have the old Hasbro-style actions, they move? Um, You know, I know you talked about the the face paint um, is actually raised from Meany's face. Um, It's not just painted on. They've actually moulded it and everything, which is just that extra bit of uh, detail that you'd expect. So, yeah, from having the figures in hand, um, in terms of uh, articulation and everything, um, what information can you give?
2: So, um, and I guess Meanie, I'll take this because I actually have them in hand, uh, not to <laughs> yeah, rub that in. Yeah, you. Do. Um, so here, so, so there is actually, um, not to out us on this, but we we have a commercial that says three points of articulation, and it's not entirely true. Uh, so it turns out that Meanie's head is actually molded onto his body. Um, and I think the purpose of that was because of his beard, because they captured uh, that beautiful beard and, uh, you know, it, it. they wanted to make sure that probably that it wasn't going to break off if it was a separate piece, you know, because it, it would it gets smaller as it goes down. So um, yeah. they uh, so mean, actually has two points of articulation, both of his arms move uh, and then my figure has. Uh, appears to have three points of articulation as well, uh, and again, I'm just going off of the um, off of the prototypes, but I can move the arms and the head, uh, and then I have a removable microphone. Um, so Meanie's arms go up in that classic kind of um, the the Hulk Hogan series one or the Sid uh, Sid Justice figure.
1: Um, but you can, do that, mean, you
2: can do the meanie dance. Exactly. That. You do the meanie dance. You can do a uh-huh. mini salt if you want to. <laughs> um, and uh, you can even put them straight out and have them begging off in the corner. Um, but uh, <laughs> but as far as actions go, so that's kind of a a bit of a work there. That's it's kind of a, a, a little joke with it because these are meant to be displayed. You absolutely can play with them um and i know my kids are looking forward to that but they don't actually have the actions inside they they move um but they don't have any uh anything like built in inside um so they're they're definitely meant more to be put on display they're for adult collectors primarily to be able to put on display with your hasbros um they don't actually have the action features in there For instance, you know, like mine claims to have uh, the sarcasm smash is going to be on the uh, (laughs) on the front. That's not really necessary to for them to go through the detail (laughs) of adding that. So you can, I guess, I don't know, swing my arm up quickly to interview somebody. But uh, and meanies has, you know, the blue, you know, the blue meanie dance action. So you absolutely can do that. And, uh, you know, but no, they don't much like the Nick Aldis figure. It doesn't actually have any built in mechanisms. Um, but the uh, it just kind of goes along with the packaging, but uh, they do move though. They are you can pose them however you want, you be able to play with them. Uh, you don't have to do the old multiple click to get Meanie's arms back in position, uh, and you know, where you go backwards to get them to go to the front, you can just move them. Um, so in a lot of ways, it's a little bit easier,
0: and you know, Trello have. um. You know they've kind of you know put their own stamp on things as well, but it's it's generally it's a wonderful time to be a, a old school collector because there's zombie sailor toys as well. I mean they announced yeah. the Dino Bravo Dino Bravo figure. I mean you you know you don't need so to say cool. anything more. But then Cella came back with Dynamite Kid, so it's yep. just like it's, it seems to be like there's a I don't know if it's a war on purpose. <laughs> so here's here's the way yeah. I looked at
2: it, and you can and I'm sure you know both of you could relate to this. Um, so back in the day we had, uh, Hasbro figures and then we had galoob for WCW. And then you had, if you had your AWA figures versus your LJN figures, nothing was to scale. Nothing was similar. Um, nowadays you have with, uh, AEW and WWE between Jazzware and, uh, and Mattel these figures, unless you're really looking closely, like to somebody who's not familiar with it, you'd think they came from the same company and were part of the same line. And I think that's so cool. And that's something where I look at with what Chella's doing and what Zombie Sailor's doing. uh, And Zombie Sailor Toys, I mean, knocking it out of the park as well. They're doing an incredible job uh, with all the stuff that they've shown. They have Ron Rudat, you know, drawing these. Uh, He was the original artist from the Hasbro figures. Um, Doing a great job. What I love is you know, that these figures all go together, that it's not like what we grew up with, where if you had someone signed to another company, your figures were not going to work together. So, you know, Meanie, for instance, he's doing his thing like Dynamite Kid with Cella Toys. But it's not like, oh, man, if only we if only Zombie Sailor was making a a, a Blue Meanie to go along with Dino Bravo, it's like, Well, he's not, but they go along with it. The cello toys ones do. So it's, you know, I think that's super exciting, especially when you look at wrestling figure history and how up until now, nothing ever went together.
0: No, I agree. But but it was also very uh, satisfying when the Figures Toy Company mainly came out because for years there was a BWO of Stevie Richards in that Jax, Ruthless Aggression style, just standing there by himself, I guess. Yeah. Um, Like, um, Meany, did you have the, uh, did you have that BWO Stevie Richards figure? When it came
1: uh, out? unfortunately I did not because, uh, I, I wasn't really into, uh, collecting much around that time, but I I'd seen it around, but, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's took, it took, took a while for me to get a, a figure out just because it's just a matter of bad timing. Really. I was in, uh, WWE and, uh, at the tail end of, uh, one line that they had put out. And then, uh, while I was in WWE ECW put theirs out. So <laughs> I went back to, I went back to ECW and missed the next line of WWE figures. So, you know, it was, it was just a matter of bad timing. So it was kind of cool when, uh, I had seen, uh, you know, figure story company putting out the the line of action figures, I, re- I simply just sent a tweet. I was like, hey, how would you like to have the first ever Blue Mini action figure? And With, like, a couple minutes, they followed me back, and I got a DM in my box. So that was pretty cool, man. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, – and there was always, like, people would say, hey, man, how come you don't have an action figure? And it's like, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then there's like, a magazine article back in, like, the late 90s. I, I, want-, I want to say it was Toy Fair magazine, the – the top action figures people were requesting that have never been made. And it was like, I was like within the top five, you know, it was crazy, but it just never happened. Just bad timing. And, but fortunately it happened, uh, with the figures toy company. And now with cello toys, uh, I get to do a whole new take on a blue meaning action figure with, uh, you know, this design. And I'm, I'm really excited, you know, um, you know, uh, I, I when, when you're, they say my character is very toyetic, so to speak. Yes. yeah. And, and uh, you know, I think about, I think, you know, my, the only thing I'm really guilty of is maybe be, coming out of my character being like a decade too late, you know, I was more of a, my character's definitely like an 80s, you know, WWF character. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's so cool that in, you know, 2021, you know, uh, there's still a market for wrestling figures and I have one coming out you know that's you know centered around a podcast i have here with josh and uh you know the cool thing is you know if it wasn't for josh i probably wouldn't be doing a podcast so it's cool that we're both experiencing this uh, you know very cool thing together where he's getting his first action figure i'm getting my second one and uh it's in an, in a style that's very iconic amongst uh collectors
0: and, and the podcast has been uh, around for over a year now, so it wasn't as many podcasts are a result of I'm stuck in the house. It's lockdown. It's COVID. Well,
2: no, it it actually <laughs> it, it, it's funny because it, it kind of is. It it's not quite a year yet. Uh, we just recorded. I guess this week was episode forty-seven came out. So ah okay, we're not quite there yet. Um, and uh, but I will say it does kind of in in the, in the best way, feel like we've been doing this forever. Um, but, and at the same time, I can't believe it's already been almost a year. Um, we planned to do this prior to everything shutting down. Um, it all kind of came from, uh, and I working together at an MLW show on February 1st, I want to say it was of 2020. So like right before everything started shutting down and, um, we had planned that i was supposed to be going with fight tv to for wrestlemania weekend and doing all the stuff with wrestlecon um and so we're like, well, why don't we do this when we get back in April after that? And I apologize if you're hearing I've got uh, construction going on in my house. Somebody it's OK. Was, I,
0: I thought um, that was me because uh, I'm no,
2: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm literally getting screwed above me here. Uh, they're, they're I don't know what they're doing um, as long as it looks good. Uh, but I've been trying to mute myself whenever Meanie's talking or you're talking so you don't hear it. But uh, I'll just talk louder and more frequently. Um, that's not possible. Uh but so we, we were going to do this podcast, uh, in April, we were going to start and then everything kind of got shut down. We were originally planning to go to, uh, Montgomery County community college. They had a podcasting room there and we were going to work with them and it was going to be really cool. And we we'd do it like that. And, and then that shut down. Um, cause that's where I used to record my show. So says Chernoff that I have on fight. And, uh, so that, you know, closed up and then WrestleMania was off and I got the word from fight. Hey, we're not going. And me and I are talking about like, this is crazy. And then we just kind of felt like, well, you know, what are we sitting around waiting for this, you know, waiting for the school to open back up, which thank God we didn't because we were like, well, whatever. It's two weeks. This shut down, you know, everything will get back to normal after that. Um, so thankfully we didn't, uh, you know, we didn't, um, wait and instead just decided hey why don't we just record it just sitting at our, our homes and you know grab a microphone and see what we can do and and put it out that way so uh, there was an aspect of it that was why don't we get going to give people the entertainment that they're searching for especially uh, a to take their minds off the of things but B you know all television had shut down and there wasn't you know people's regular entertainment. So we're like, well, why don't we jump in and do this? But the initial idea of it was not a, a knee-jerk reaction to, oh, we're in a pandemic, let's start a podcast.
0: But it, I mean, it is the wonderful thing about podcasts is that anyone can do them anywhere, which is, it, it's great. And it's better in some ways than radio because I tried a radio show and the, the effort I had to go through to pretend to be happy and upbeat every Wednesday at like eight <laughs> o'clock. It was just you know you can do this at like whatever time and I, d- I do want to thank you as well for being American and not making me do this at like three o'clock in the morning, um, which <laughs> is um which is usually uh usually the case. <laughs> so uh, with uh, Retromania Wrestling, which is again due out on the twenty sixth of February twenty twenty one, were again meaning were you contacted uh, very early on and. Um, what was the process behind you, you know, saying yes, etc.? Was it a simple call? And
1: of with, course, I'll be on it. With, with which, uh, with, with, the with the retro,
0: with the retromania game.
1: Oh, retromania! Uh, that was done through uh, Nova had reached out to me, and um, oh, great! Now uh, uh, there's a, a fellow who worked with um, my God blank in here um michael archer he worked for uh the, the, the in your house video game the company to put out the in your house video game oh nice okay uh, mike archer's working uh mike archer reached out to nova and said hey there's this video game being developed i'm working with and we all had a working relationship with michael archer uh and then through that you know i, I reached out to uh michael herman who is the creator of the game? Who Michael Archer is working with, and through that we just uh, went back and forth and talked about details and came to an agreement uh, through email. And the cool thing is about uh, Michael Michael Herman, he's a uh, local right here. He lives right outside Philly. A Philly guy. Uh, so we have not only do we have the love of uh, Wrestlefest, you know, the game which Retromania is based off of, mm. uh, but we you know we love the the Philly sports scene and. All that good stuff. So we have a lot of things in common. So we hit it off right away. Uh, So it was just a matter of getting together, uh, agreeing on uh, details. And then once they announced this, you know, we were off to the races. And we started doing a bunch of uh, appearances, you know, uh, through doing conventions, doing giveaways, uh, doing a whole bunch of different cool things. And right before the shutdown, we went to the PAX East convention in boston to help promote the game and we even had a rough uh trial version of the game to play you know where they still had like they had some of the main characters but they also had like the uh the 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 jobbers so to speak the guys that are just nondescript and the tights and the, the bald head and no boots you know <laughs> they, they get just beat up but that, that was a lot of fun man and just to see everything from concept to you know about to come out you know it, it's supposed to be out last summer uh in july but you know with everything shutting down with the apocalypse uh, <laughs> you know things get pu- things get pushed back that's why i'm amazed with the uh the cello toys and our action figures they're actually coming out a little bit sooner whereas retro Retromania, they they hit a couple bumps you know with the uh pandemic and stuff like that you know because they have uh, people all over the world helping work on this game so uh, but yeah, my, Michael Herman's been a great guy, uh, to work with and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, there, there's other things we're talking to him about, you know, once, you know, the game takes off and there's, uh, you know, downloadable content and stuff like that and add-ons and stuff like that, that we might be involved with even more. So this, uh, this game definitely has, uh, you know, room to, uh, grow, you know by leaps and bounds and hopefully this is just a the, the jumping off point to many more games and many more uh people on the roster and all that good stuff
0: and, and uh, we interviewed uh michael as well as um as austin idol as well about the game which was just mind-blowing to me that i got to interview um, and what game ever could you have the blue Meanie against austin idol this is it <laughs> you know I, i'm yeah, I'm sold. And and the thing is as well, what I love about the game is that, uh, you know, as well as various companies at the moment, I love that there's a collaboration there and that there's cross-promotion as well. Like how the game is advertising um, the the major figure podcast, etc. And, you know, I'm sure there'll probably be uh, more cross-promotion with um, with uh, Mind of the Media as well. Probably like a banner in the arena and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, we, have, we have plans we're working on there you go <laughs> so, um, so this is uh your first
0: video game i, I want to say since wrestlemania 2000 were yeah. you on any of you what were, you weren't in any of the ecw games were you
1: no unfortunately i wasn't like i said timing was uh my timing, timing. i went back to ecw right as they were starting the game and uh they were you know putting the final touches on that game uh but yeah i wasn't in that uh I was in, well, I was in, uh, WrestleMania 2000. I was, your, your
0: face was on the SmackDown creator wrestler. The right. first game. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was in storyline mode for, uh, for, uh, the first ever SmackDown and my, you know, all my gear was in there and you could create me, but right. yeah, I wasn't technically in it. Uh, but you know, um, the cool thing about, you know, the, that wrestle the WrestleMania 2000 game in the engine, it was built off. is that old, uh, WCW, uh, engine. And, uh, you know, it was based off of virtual pro wrestling in Japan. So like once all my stuff went into WrestleMania 2000 or, uh, once all my, my, my creator wrestler stuff went into, uh, WrestleMania 2000. Once they started making more virtual pro wrestlers over in Japan, my mini dance was in there and all my taunts were in there. (laughs) I could get that game from Japan and just put myself into that game as well. So, you know, and then, uh, you know, I'm all, I've am i always been a big video game mark, but whether it was, you know, uh, you know, uh, WrestleMania 2000 or Super Fire Pro Wrestling and stuff like that, just, uh, you know, it, just cool stuff because, you know, Fire Pro came out when I was going to, uh, I, I discovered that when I was training to wrestle and then, like, I just kept playing it throughout the years and watched that evolve. But uh, yeah, as far as video games and getting back to video games, it's it's cool to be again, 2021. I'm going to be in a brand new video game. <laughs> it's it's bizarre, you know. There's so many wrestlers in this world and so many wrestlers who were, you know, you could argue were better than me in the ring or whatever, and uh, they haven't had a, had a chance to experience any of this. And the fact that you know. You know i'm able to have this experience is it's very uh, humbling so to speak you know just because uh you know there's thousands of wrestlers out there and to being you know included in the, you know they're the roster for this and then you know being included for you know an action figure it's it's very uh very humbling very humbling. It,
0: it- with the game. I mean, there's something for everyone on there. Um, yeah. you know, like say Austin Idol, BWO, uh, Zack, Sabre genius on there. Um, you know, just to just like say something for everyone. And um, with, um, before we, uh, wrap up just out of interest with the SmackDown, uh, video game that your face is on. So were you like scanned for that?
1: Uh, they took photos, uh, just like for WrestleMania 2000, uh, They uh, have you stand in front of a, uh, not like a green, well, yeah, probably a green screen. It's long ago. I can't quite remember. Mm -hmm. But I remember distinctly them taking photos of, you know, the face, the gear, um, you know, if I had any tattoos, they would get close-up shots of my tattoos, which is cool if in WrestleMania 2000, if you take off my boots, you you know, I got my Van Halen tattoo in the game. So that's pretty cool uh yeah and just you know they just took photos all around and then um once uh smackdown was being done they took a whole nother uh line of photos because i you know cut my hair short at that time i uh tried to paint my face a different way i had a a different pair of boots you know uh you know that i still have you know behind me here in the uh the trey meanie studios where i do uh mine of the meanie but uh, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. You know, the guys from THQ were awesome. Some of the guys are I'm still friends with to uh, this day. So i um,
0: out of interest because I ask uh, every wrestler this who appears on uh, who appears on the podcast. Do you have uh, except the figures and the video game, obviously, because uh, you know we're promoting this. <laughs> You've got to say it. But do you have like a favorite piece of merchandise from the past with your face on?
1: Oh wow. Um.
0: Because when you went WWE, because like the stickers and the trading cards would come out over here, and your face would like appear on a lot more stuff around that time. Um, did you ever? Were you ever surprised when you saw your face on a particular thing?
1: I, I, I there, there was a trading card that came out that I really didn't get to see, but like I had a fan, uh, a fan came up to me and, and signed it, and then eventually I found it, and it was like what my new face paint and my new hairstyle and all that stuff and i was like i i was amazed that that came out but there's there's a there was these uh wrestlemania trading cards that came out as well that, that had the job squad on it which was pretty cool and uh, i wound up signing a lot of those and there was a batch that were made that were printed backwards because if oh, you nice. look because okay. if you look at my shirt the shirt's pretty you know the, the print on my shirts in reverse So there's some that are printed the right way. Some that are printed in reverse. So uh, I've been trying to get my hands on those as well, but uh, I'm sure I can find it. But uh, yeah, that that was probably my favorite one because it's me, Scorpio, Bob, Holly and Gilbert on there with uh, Brian Christopher in the ring. Uh, It was a match we had with uh, two cool so um yeah that that that's pretty cool you know because it's wrestlemania it's a wrestlemania 15 card wrestlemania 15 was in my hometown mm. and uh yeah that's pretty cool was was
0: there ever any worry at the time when because to me scorpio kind of just disappeared um like did you think uh, like what happened there and and did the was there any question that Job Squad weren't going to stay together, or because um, you kind of went your separate ways and did your own things? Not long after that, really, with Blue Dust. And I was going to ask because we've just passed Valentine's Day, so I'm guessing everyone brings up the Blue Dust uh, match.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, same uh, Valentine's Day master, which we just did a, a watch along for our, our Patreon at uh, okay. patreoncom slash Uh Yeah, just the uh, the Job Squad was actually having a a feud with, uh, Vince McMahon and the, the, it was like, you know, the jobbers versus the office kind of thing. And then once I came along, um, you know, it was me, Scorpio, Bob Holly, Al and Gilbert. And, uh, there was a moment where they had a house show in Philly. I just showed up to say, Hey, and they had me go out and, you know, just, Hey, you're here. You do have your gear. Yeah go out and manage Scorpio and uh, Bob Holly. And for whatever reason, you know, I, we, I, we did that. And then for whatever reason after that, uh, Scorpio was gone from the company. I don't know why. And uh, they needed somebody, to, they needed somebody to you know work with Bob and they plugged me into tag with Bob Holly against edge of Christian around the loop. So uh, just, you know, show, like I said, you know, just showing up and, you know, be, being seen, Got, got me an opportunity to be on uh, the the house shows and stuff like that. And, you know, tag with uh, Bob, who I love against as Christian, who I love working with. So yeah, it just, uh, I eventually it just d- dissolved. I don't know why, but uh, you know, when I saw that it was dissolving, I kind of pitched the idea of blue dust versus gold dust. Cause gold dust has stolen Al's head <laughs> and uh, you know, gold dust was the uh, mind guy who played mind games. So well, if I brought back Blue Dust and play mind games with the guy who plays mind games and get Al's head back, I get Al's head back. Well, maybe both, you know, he's lost his mind. Uh, But uh, yeah. And then uh, when I pitched that, they, they loved it. And uh, we had a nice little uh, run with that. And then from the, having a feud with them, I went up becoming uh, tag partners with him. So that's pretty and you cool. Did- you didn't
0: mind being an exhibitionist either, uh, based on that video eating the grapes. Um, I would like to think that you have a like a big poster of that above your fireplace or something. But
2: <laughs> I do. <Okay.
0: laughs> yeah. Um, um, so yeah, before we wrap up, one thing, one of my favourite. Um, articles that wwf at the time magazine ever did was the story on uh, yourself uh mini as a as a youngster and uh the sort of health issues and everything as well so was yeah. that was that like a did they come to you did you come to them was it like a difficult thing because i i it was a it was a beautiful um story and it kind of really stood out amongst the chaos of wwf magazine at the time i guess.
1: Yeah, it was just, uh, Kevin Kelly approached me for that because he had, we had talked about my story and, um, I'm trying to remember who the reporter was. I want to say it was Keith Elliott. Um, he's who, a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. Awesome guy. And we're still friends to this day. And, um, yeah, he, re- he reached out to me and we, uh, we had talked to, you know, for a good while. It was like, a uh, we had a phone call did an interview, and when the story came out, a lot of people were like, wow, I, I, I never knew. So uh, that was something like I was hoping to, you know, maybe uh, work some kind of storyline around. But then they sent me to Memphis, and then, you know, uh, once I was in Memphis, uh, you know, I was down there for a couple months, and then I had to come back home because my grandma got sick, and eventually they uh, gave me my release. But, yeah, I, I, I was proud that that article came out, you know, because it showcased, you know— my, uh, my background, my struggle, and, uh, you know, how I was able, able to make it all the way to the WWF, you know, being grown up severe asthmatic like that, you know. And hopefully it was an inspiration to those who grew up asthmatic as well because it doesn't really get talked about a lot, you know. You know, people have asthma, they just think that a person, you know, has an inhaler and everything goes away. But there's a lot of people who, like myself, spend a lot of time in a hospital, you know, in an oxygen tent. You know, every spring and every fall when the change of the seasons and the pollens in the air and you can't you wake up and you can't breathe. So, yeah, it was quite, kind of cool to do that. And uh, a lot of the feedback I got on that article was really fun. Uh, I mean, really touching.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not not fun. <laughs> no, it was fun to, to
1: see. Okay. A, <laughs> no, lot, I get what a lot of people said, well, hey, he had asthma and he made the WWE. Maybe I could give my uh, my dream a shot, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and it's one of those articles that just stuck with me for uh, because I have like yourselves and like many of the fans that you bump into, my collection's just insane. And I wish I could have done it at home now so I could have shown you some of the stuff. Um, but um, yeah, no, that's that's wonderful. So um, to wrap up uh, and I want to thank you for spending an hour and uh, putting up with my technical difficulties, which uh, oh, I experience got- them all the time. It's yeah, <laughs> another thing with podcasts. You can just cut all of the shit out and just, yep. you know, make you sound like a completely slick professional. Um <laughs> But I'm in a very echo, it sounds like I'm in a bathroom at the moment. I swear I'm not. Um <laughs> I, it's just not <laughs> there's just not much in this room at the moment. So um so yes, um, Retromania uh, due out on the 26th of February. Um, we are still in lockdown for the foreseeable future, so I'd imagine UK sales will be particularly good uh, because we we ain't le- we ain't leaving the house anytime soon. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the blue mini and Josh uh showed off action figures from Cella Toys. Uh, I mean, and we're going to keep everyone updated on our shows as well, and I'd imagine we'll be doing more interviews with Chella and. Um, all of that news will be put on uh, the BBG uh, website and everything. And um, yeah, I just want to thank you for taking part and hope you had, hope you had fun.
2: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having us on. Uh, I just wanted to add real quick. Cause you know, Mini was talking a lot about how, you know, he's feeling like, uh, you know, honored to have all these figures and to be in the video game. Um, you know, and he had mentioned at one point without me, we wouldn't be doing the podcast. Well, without, Meanie, I wouldn't be doing any of this stuff. The fact that I'm in a video game, the fact that I'm, you know, the if you had told me a year ago that any of the things from doing a podcast with the Blue Meanie to having an action figure to being in a video game, you, you know, I would have just one of those would have been incredible. But the fact that I get to do all of them and all that really stemming from doing uh, the Mind of the Meanie podcast with the Blue Meanie, which, by the way, you can download wherever you get your podcasts, uh, every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern time in the U.S. So, whatever time that is, everywhere else, uh, <laughs> I don't really know, but that is when it, and it comes out. But, uh, but no, I'm, I'm I just wanted to add in there because sometimes people, I think, look at uh, the action figures and go, Hey, who's that guy with the blue meanie? and then they explain it and they go, Oh, well, why is he there? and so I just want to say it's not lost on me, uh, how crazy it is that i get to have an action figure in a two-pack with the blue meanie um but uh very excited about it and i hope everybody will uh will will buy them and and enjoy them
0: oh, i'm sure i, I mean it, it, like I say i'm 34 now and uh i don't think there's a more exciting time to be a preparation for this. just because i'm 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 so really to uh to be completely honest and the fact that this blue meanie action figure is coming out uh, and, of course, yourself, Josh, of course.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was top of your list.
0: <laughs> I'll put a cowboy hat on you and you'll be the new Jim, Jim Ross
1: figure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've got the beard. The figure has the beard now, so that's – yeah, I don't know if there's ever been a Jim Ross figure with a beard yet. So You you
0: could be um, – remember when Todd Gill had his little goatee in early 97?
2: Yeah, you, you can turn – ex- I'm expecting my figure to be a pretty big <laughs> custom – uh, base <laughs> gold for people, but what I would recommend is I, I want to see uh, some people customize my tie and do some of my like fun ties on there. Like this was a pretty basic one that we chose, but I'd like to see you know somebody do some nice custom work. Keep it clean, people. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I re- I retract that. Don't don't do that. <laughs>
0: Well, that's the thing with the Figures Toy Company, Meanie, you can pull the shorts down as well. So I don't know what's underneath those shorts because I never yeah, opened you, it.
2: You it's, can't.
1: You, it's, true to, it's true to life. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very, <laughs> very blue. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm Irish, so uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and we'll leave it I, at I don't that. Know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where, where we're headed there. But, uh... So, yeah, no, before I dig a hole uh, any deeper. Um, <laughs> You know, dig up wood, stupid. That's the way to dig out of the hole. Um, yeah, and no, again, I want to thank you both for uh, being a part of this. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, like I love doing this on air because it counts as a verbal contract, hopefully a part two. Um, <laughs> when, yeah, uh, closer to the, certainly the uh, the release of the uh, the figures as well. And yeah. Um, yeah, I want to thank you again and thank everyone for listening to Hands of the Merchandise on BBGWrestling.com, So we will see you all next
1: time.